Good evening and welcome. It is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith as we kick off a Friday night edition of the program. Welcome to everybody. Got a great start in the chat room. Good to see everybody with us tonight. You know, it's something when people are willing to give up uh, a social event, if you will, for a Friday night political talk. I mean, that says a lot. And um, it doesn't say any more than what we ask our uh, guest panelists to do. And tonight we have Jeff and KJ joining us. Thanks, guys, for being here as we talk about things that I think are relatively important. And this week... Britt, no shortage of things to talk about this week. It seems to have been quite the seesaw of a week. Yes, it definitely was a seesaw of a week. Uh, I don't know how we're going to fill the hour today because, we, you know, there's just nothing going on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally, we were going to go live yesterday, except my internet sucked. Or was that two days ago? It was yesterday. No, that was yesterday. Yeah, my internet just, I don't know what was going on, but it was like I couldn't get more than like 1.3 uploads, so that wasn't going to work. But there's so much crap going on right now that I felt like we needed to go live right away. Just uh, and we might start doing that just so you guys might know. You might get some random notice that we're live. It's just because something happens and I feel like running my mouth. JV feels like running his mouth. So we're going to run our mouths. Yeah. And yesterday was a prime example of that. And we're going to talk about some of the things that happened yesterday. Before we do that, I just want to make an announcement. We've set up a special email account that if you want to express an opinion or address something that we've talked about and you want us to consider it to be read on the air, uh, kind of like a, a viewer mail kind of thing, then that's exactly the email address. Send it to viewermail at independencegang.com. We'll monitor that email address and we'll check out what people have to say. And we'll do a viewer mail segment when we start to get enough emails that it's worth uh, dedicating the time for. But Britt, you know, you and I have always said that we're very, very interested in what our audience thinks. That's really one of the missions of this program is to make sure we include not just what we have to say, what our guest panelists have to say, but what the people listening and watching have to say as well. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and uh, it's also why we look around for just regular folks to come on the show and run their mouths with us and see what they think, and they're part of the world. I mean, KJ's in San Diego, Jeff's in Florida, you're in New York, I'm a little further north in California than KJ, so we kind of got the country covered from all different angles, and just bringing what we see and what we're feeling. I like it every once in a while when you start, to start talking about other parts of the country, that you develop the accent of that part of the country that you're talking about. It's a pretty neat <laughs> talent that you have there. I never knew. It was, I'm not even sure you realize you're doing it. I am not convinced um, that you, you're doing it intentionally. It's, it's, it's horrible. No, I don't do it intentionally. If I'm with someone has an accent long enough, I start talking like them. And it's crazy. Like when I'm in the, in the, in the hood of L.A., I start talking like I'm in the hood. It's crazy. My kids get all embarrassed and wondering what the hell's going on with dad as he's you know, talking like Tupac or something. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get started with uh, the stuff we want to talk about tonight. And the first thing I want to address, because we we're going to talk about it on Wednesday, and I think we lost the opportunity. We just didn't have enough time to do it. But obviously, uh, Liz Cheney, daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, has held the Republican caucus leadership position for uh, some time now. And she was just ousted from that position in favor of a New York congresswoman by the name of Elise Stefanik. She's a relatively newcomer, but that's not really the story here. The story is the controversy surrounding the Liz Cheney expulsion. If you were to watch any of the mainstream media or MSNBC or CNN or any of this left-leaning uh, news reporting you would think that uh that liz cheney was the heroine herself nobody seems to remember the fact that for years the cheney name was a target of liberal media to the point where there was people on television talking about the lineage of dick cheney being traced back to satan himself Britt, this is not something that's uh that's usual for this the media to be treating liz cheney with kid gloves but kj they seem to think liz cheney is the best thing since sliced bread all of a sudden well what do they really know you know, it just seems like there, there's no holds barred as far as, uh, you know, uh, to each attacking their own, you know, I mean, it, 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 it just doesn't really matter right now, whether, um, you know, you're, you're on their side or you're against them or you're in the middle. Um, everybody's a, a target these days. It also seems as though if you just tow the right line, and in this case, Liz Cheney is a very vocal critic of former President Trump. She's fighting with other Republicans. Suddenly she becomes a heroine of the left media. I want to play a, a montage 
of a Liz, Liz Cheney interview. She was talking with Brett Baer on Fox News. And uh, listen to the things that she says. And I've, I've taken what was a 10-minute interview and cut out enough segments to, to give you about a minute sample of what she was talking about. Uh, I think we know that the kinds of language we've heard from him has caused violence in the past. And there's clearly an attempt to to unravel the democracy, if you will, by focusing on challenging the legitimacy of the election. Are we going to be a party that sits by silently while the former president continues to perpetuate lies about the election, claiming that the election was stolen, claiming that our electoral process does not accurately reflect the will of the people? No remorse or regret for January 6th. We need to make sure that the American people recognize and understand that the election wasn't stolen, that we shouldn't perpetuate the big lie. Attract the voters who left us by making clear we know the election wasn't stolen. We have to be about ideas, not about a cult of personality to one man who launched a violent attack on the Capitol right. and who continues to say the election was stolen. Uh, I think that the, the, the danger that the former president poses um, is too great for us to simply hope for the best. You know, when, when you talk about the extent to which the big lie has taken hold, too many people are embracing the former president and enabling that lie. And that lie okay. is toxic. You know, you listen to her language there. She's saying things like uh, he caused, uh, you know, uh, violence in the past, talking about perpetuating lies about the election, perpetuating the big lie, which is the big Democrat talking point. Uh, Jeff, when you were saying things like that, and Jim Congressman Jim Jordan put it very, very well, he said, uh, you can't have a conference chairperson who recites Democrat talking points. And if you listen to her and not know who she was, you would think she was a Democrat talking about uh, Donald Trump in the past election. Yeah, she talks just like one of them, and that's why they all those media on that side love her so much, because she's just like one of them wearing a Republican pin on her lapel or whatever. I mean, what's this we know the election wasn't stolen? Who, who's we? Who's she talking about? There's only a handful of Republicans that that don't believe the election wasn't stolen. You know, and it's, it's, it's like she's just anything about Trump and they're going to love her. It's, oh, well, the election was not stolen. Oh, no, no way. Uh, we know. And, and what is this violence that Trump has caused with things that he said when he had the, the January 6th uh, catastrophe there was he wasn't even finished with his speech when they were attacking the Capitol. So it's just way off base in Democrat land. And I think that's really the most important point here. And, and Republicans have been saying this. You can't have somebody who's out there spending all of their time attacking a former Republican president, even if you believe the things that she said, even if she believes them, Britt. It, that's fine. Believe them. But spend your time attacking Joe Biden. Spend your time working on the agenda. Don't spend your time doing this, especially if you're the leader of the caucus. Now, to pick up on on Jeff's point there, she says we don't believe the election was stolen. Whatever. You know, we've talked about it a lot on this show. The truth is probably somewhere in between. What we know at a minimum is there's some there were some very um, questionable things going on. And we also know that courts have already ruled that many chief executives and heads of boards of election in, in some of these swing states acted outside of their constitutional authority to change the process of the election. We know that. That's fact. That in itself is enough to consider the election illegitimate in a way. It could go as far as fake votes, but the truth is probably somewhere in between, Brit. And you can't have a conference chair out there talking about this more than they're talking about anything else. Right. And I have an answer for her. Wrong. From the man himself. <laughs> Do I hear it again? Wrong. Um, here's the deal with Cheney. I, number one about the media. I'm old enough to remember when the media was spewing that Dick Cheney's bloodline ties directly back to Satan, which would mean all of his spawn would be demons. So therefore, she was a demon also to the media. But now they love her because she's, you know, she, she put her... she. Here's the deal. She's old school. She's the old establishment Republican, the big wars, endless wars, neocon. She is a definite neocon, good old boy, back scratching, bribes, uh, grifting, whatever you want to call it going on. She was part of that, that world. Her, all of her life has been involved in politics. That's where her parents came from, politics. And Trump came in and screwed up all of their apple carts. The grifting became very difficult. So she had to go and she's fighting to keep the old order. And the Republican Party has moved away from the old order. I'm sorry, but the Republican Party has become more inclusive, more accepting, and more populist. They are not about the old ways. 
where, uh, you know, they had the tea and crumpets delivered by the servants and they're in their little leather chairs smoking <laughs> their cigar, you know, whatever. That's not the Republican Party. It's not the grand old party anymore, man. It's the party of the working class, the hard workers who want to keep their money. That's now the Democrats. They're the, they are the, uh, the party of the rich, the elite, the billionaires, and they're stealing from us left and right. She picked a fight. Trump is not a Trump is not Bush. Trump is not Reagan. Trump is not anybody in the Republican Party. Trump will punch you in your teeth. She picked that fight. He punched her in the teeth. She went after him to vote for him to be off uh, to get uh, impeached. So he went after her. And behind the scenes, because it's his party, they ran her out. Now the replacement, you know, doesn't uh, votes with Trump's policies less than Cheney. But Trump has never been an ideologue. You must vote exactly how I tell you to vote, or I will not support you. He has never been like that. All Trump wants is loyalty to the party and to the people, America first. That's all he wants. We can differ on views, and he will still support you. But Cheney was old school, grifting, not for the American people, and he took her out. And that's what we witnessed. And she will not get reelected in Montana. She's getting stomped by, uh, by her primary opponent, and she'll be gone. And then we'll be rid of the effing Cheneys. Well, you know, you you also make a really interesting point, and I don't know if you caught it because there was a lot of quotes in that montage I played. But she talks about she talks about the Republican Party needing to win back all the voters they lost in the last election. If I remember correctly, uh, Donald Trump had more votes for as a Republican presidential candidate than any other in history. I think that's a fact. And in fact, if you look at minority votes, he broke all records there, too. So, um, KJ, you know, I'm not sure what she's talking about. I'm not sure what her ultimate objective is, but she seems to be um, hanging on to, as Britt said, these old ideas, almost as though she's just carrying on her father's legacy. Yeah, well, it's like she can't let it go, you know. These people that are, you know, hiding, uh, you know, pretending to be conservatives and for the people, but yet they're still serving the liberal democratic agenda. Um, you know, they, they can't seem to let the Trump, whatever Trump issue that they can drum up or continue to beat that dead horse, uh, and not let people forget. And, and, you know, it's getting ridiculous. You know, we're getting to that point where we really need we need a change into the guard, man. We, we really need to, uh, you know, find new politicians, new officials that get in there and are actually working for the people, you know? And, and I think the the biggest issue that, uh, these liberals, these Democrats had with Trump is that he spoke for the American people. Yeah. You know, he was not as eloquent as he could have been when he was speaking. Uh, but you know what, a lot of what he was saying resonated with the people because he just, he spoke, he just he just let it all out he regurgitated whatever he could he however he was feeling you could you know you could feel that emotion uh you know granted you know there were times where i was cringing at, at, you know and i'm like ah, that's a little <laughs> we all, right yeah. there you know but i mean i i really feel like you know that's why he was so threatening and that's why they can't let this go is because they don't want him to have a voice again and so they continue to you know bash him and and bring up stuff from the past and they can't let it go i mean we need to get all these old school uh crumpets out of office and we need to change into the guard i mean uh, you know he wasn't eloquent all of the time in fact uh, not anywhere near as eloquent as president joe biden in fact joe biden is so eloquent that half the time i can't understand what he's saying because it's way more eloquent than i can even comprehend uh, as he mumbles into the microphone um Britt, yesterday, the CDC abruptly, out of nowhere, announces that, hey, guess what? You don't have to wear masks anymore if you've been immunized. The teachers union on the same day announces, you know what? We need to get teachers back into schools and kids need to go back to classrooms. Then the White House holds a press conference that was hastily thrown together, not on the schedule, to announce to America that happy days are here again. Um, and from what I can tell, Britt, there's been no change in any of the science. Most of the red states got rid of this mask mandate a long time ago because they recognized how ridiculous it was. And if you look at the blue states, they're still not getting rid of the mask mandates because it's a religion to them. It really seems to me that uh, in a week of disastrous headlines for the Biden administration, gas lines, Israel being attacked, 
border crisis, inflation out of control, more bad economic news that we'll talk about later. It seems to me that they got together and said, hey, we need to do something to divert attention away from what's really happening here. Let's go with this mask thing. They got the teachers unions on the phone. They said, we're going to pull the trigger today. I mean, am I just being a conspiracy, a conspiracy theorist here? Uh, no, I don't think you are. But if I had the button here, I would have definitely hit the crazy train for you. But uh, I don't have that control. Yeah. Uh, I find it funny because I do have uh, something here I was going to bring up from the um, the Republicans are launching a, a probe into the massive teacher union influence on the CDC to demand. I mean, if we all remember this article from the other day, I mean, the CDC was pressured by the teachers unions to stop to stop sending kids back to school. That was just that was like four or five days ago. So it probably happened two weeks ago. And, and now here we are, we're, we're opening and the kids are going back to school and everybody's kumbaya. I think a couple things happened. I think they have a lot of chaos going on that they need to distract from. What better, what distracts people the most? Damn, when they got to work 60, 70 hours a week because they got work to do, it kind of keeps you away from the TV, from staring at the news 24-7 and then getting angry. Uh, I also think that uh, they, they, they've been doing, you know, uh, uh, polling and uh, focus grouping and... People are getting pissed. I mean, I'm in Southern California and people are getting pissed. And some of the most liberalist Bernie Sanders sack licking people I know are like done with the mask thing. So I, I think in the polling or in the focus group, they're seeing, oh, man, we've overstayed our welcome. So they got to deal with this and get rid of it. And it'll be interesting to see what happens because Newsom and uh, Mario Cuomo. Andrew, um, Andrew. Andrew, him too. Andrew Cuomo. They're from the same bloodline, at least. <laughs> yeah, they Satan are. Also, you know, um, they they're they're not going to lift the mask mandate so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because people are just going to go double f you and again here we go is andrew is is andrew cuomo going to send his cops to enforce those things one more reason for the cops to have a negative interaction with the citizens and god forbid something happens and someone gets dead and then we fucking burn more cities down so um there's definitely some weird shenanigans going on politics politics is going on and biden's trying to uh to and I can't say Biden because Biden has no idea what the hell's going on. He's just like blah 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 blah. Oh man! You know, and and he can't. He doesn't know. So it's the people behind the scenes. They're panicking because they're reading the polls, and now they're trying to scramble and throw a bunch of fog up. So we're not, so we're distracted. So you've got disastrous headlines. You've got uh, a White House and an administration that is clearly governing by poll numbers. Jeff, then you have an article that comes out today that talks about more bad news for the economy. It says manufacturing output disappoints. Factory output in the United States was a fraction of what economists expected in April. It rose just 0.4% as compared to expectations for a 1.8% gain. So we've had horrible job numbers. We've had uh, scary inflation numbers. Now we have disappointing manufacturing numbers. You can see why the Biden administration scrambled to uh, to remove this mask mask mandate, even though they wouldn't do it a month ago, when the science said exactly the same thing. This is all an effort to uh, take our our eyes off the ball, isn't it? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, they're just you know hanging some shiny baubles out there for you to pay attention to. They don't want you to see what's going on the manufacturing problem, which a lot of it's been caused by them uh, in the COVID. Uh, they're, 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 people are, are people are not working because they're getting more. They're getting, making like twenty four dollars an hour to stay at home. So when this is lifted a month from now, I think you're going to see some manufacturing numbers probably will go up. But they're causing it, and they because and now like you said, they've re, they, they've removed removed a lot of the mask mandates. So a lot of people, uh, it's more like, well, okay, it's all safe to go back to work. It's all safe to go back to school now. Now you don't have to wear your mask anymore. All of a sudden, it's so happy. Let's hold hands and run through the daisies together. Yeah, uh, it's 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 only uh, uh, they're distracting you from the numbers. Yeah, from all the bad news. KJ, comment on any of what we just talked about, and then Britt, you take it after KJ. I'll build back better. <laughs> build back better. <laughs> you know, man, it's a complete disaster, really. Like, I mean, you know, anybody that's paying attention to what's going on in the world, whether you're watching, you know. Uh, you know, independent, uh, you know, news people and on YouTube or mainstream media. I mean, it's a complete disaster. Like, uh, you know, it, if you have hope right now, uh, hold on to it and don't let go of it. Cause, uh, you know, it, it, right. It, it seems like a hopeless situation. I mean, building materials are beyond, 
expensive. I don't know how people are building and, and I'm in that industry as well. And uh, we've seen a, you know, we've seen a 30 to 40% increase easily in the cost of goods out there. Um, you know, the gas lines, I mean, you know, what a disaster. I mean, ultimately, like how, how can it be that, uh, you know, we, we have these gas shortages when we had, you know, how, how many was it over a million barrels a day of oil that was not being utilized during the, you know, uh, 12 months or uh, that we, we were all locked down and people weren't going to work and everybody's telecommuting and all this kind of stuff. I mean, where's where's the uh, you know, the back stock in that. Why shouldn't, why don't we have uh, exceptionally cheap gas right now? I mean, it just, uh, you know, so, so they, you know, orchestrate possibly, you know, I mean, I can go down that conspiracy rabbit hole too, but orchestrate a, a you know, a, a, a cyber hack, you know, and then get people's attention to looking over here. So that, you know, they're, oh, they're doing something over here, but don't look over here. This is the problem. We, we have a gas shortage now and, oh, we got to be worried about that. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's classic uh, political smoke and mirrors, you know, and, um, you know, the, the American people really need to, they need to wake up in a big way. They, they need to continue to look around and, and band together and, and look for the truth because um, we're, we're just going to crumble and implode on ourselves here. You yep, that we are. I just want so to add wanna... something to that. If you don't yeah, go ahead, Jeff. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of made me a little nervous. Okay, so they, so they paid off these guys, the, the hackers. So so what's next? What are they going to hack next? They're just going to pay everybody off each time? Now, another thing that scares me, what if the pipeline was down for a for a couple weeks? That would have shut down the whole East Coast. That's pretty scary. They're going to have to fix this problem in a hurry. Yeah, this was a uh, – I heard someone give the analogy today that it was a shark bump. So what a shark does when it's looking for food and if it doesn't quite know if it's food or not, it'll, it'll swim up to you and bump you. Like if it's driftwood, it doesn't react, so it knows, oh, I'm not going to bite that. But if you flinch or you move, it knows, hey, food, I'm eating you. Well, these crypto guys, these uh, hacker guys just basically shark bumped us, and America paid. We paid $5 million. They probably could have got a yeah. lot more. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because most of our infrastructure, electrical grids, other gas pipelines, they're run on Cobalt software. Cobalt's from the 80s. It's like the original software for coding, for controlling this stuff. So we're really vulnerable, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and I don't know what to do with that. So I'm going to double back. I'm going to um, – so we just talked – I pulled up those things about the about the, the teachers' union pressuring the CDC uh, to change their views and make some policy for them, which the CDC did for two weeks. But also we have here in California um, some, some, some California official workers with big tech to censor election misinformation on social media. So what basically happened over the election and up to currently, um, basically uh, California state officials were pressuring tech companies to censor social media, particularly about the 2020 election. But God, we know they probably pressured them from other stuff. But uh, in part by they, they, these, these California state officials that we're paying for with tax dollars in California were having misinformation briefings where they were going over over Twitter and finding where there was negative stuff said either about their bosses or about their department or about, and then pressuring the tech companies to censor it. So my question to you, Jeff, I'll start with you, Jeff. We have we have the teachers union pressuring the CDC. We have then from the other side we have we have our state government pressuring the, the big tech companies, which are basically the town square now, and it's all about censoring and shaping. How dangerous is this? that big business, and I consider unions big business, and big government, they're getting them bed together. This is like scary times. And what do we need to do to stop this? Yeah, how, how, do, you, how do you stop this? If, the, if all, all the big tech are all following each other and following the Democrats and supporting what, what they wanna do and trying to get people that are buying their products or services to, to think the way they do and shaping all their public opinions and their social opinions on social media. Uh, I don't. The, and stop it! Is you got to have people that are on the on the right side doing the same thing. We have to have more of that. More people on the right buying media companies and and, and, and their company. The people on the right supporting the people on the. I mean, the people on the right companies supporting the right wingers. You know, and, and, and getting more on our side. So KJ, 
big business, big government together as one. It's going to be really difficult for us on the right because we're so evenly split in this country to solve this politically in, in our state capitals by debate and, and laws. Is it time for us on the right to start finding our own big business, our own separate economy, but, but getting in bed with our own big business and trying to basically fight fire with fire? Well, it does look like that. You know, it looks like we're, we're heading for a big split. You know, um, you, you kind of have, you, if you look at it from, from the, the bird's eyes perspective right now, you know, you, you have this great divide, right? And, you know, I, I mean, just look at some of your, your close friends you've known for years that, uh, you know, just have the, have the liberal blue, you know, are, are on the blue side, you're on the red side, whatever it is, pick whatever side you want at this point. Right. Um, they don't want to hear it. Right. So, you know, some friendships have gone, uh, you know, to the wayside and people that you've known for 20 years or whatever, you can't talk politics with them. You can't talk real world stuff. You know, it, it's become surface if, if it, anything at all. Right. And, and people are sort of just like, okay, I'm, I'm pulling in here and I'm figuring out who are my, you know, handful of close friends that we can talk real about and whatnot. It sounds like we're, we're really going down that path of a great divide. And, you know, and, and honestly, like, I think the focus here, instead of trying to change people's views and pull them into your circle, I think right now what we need to do is we need to gather everybody that's already in the circle and, and put that together and stand strong with what we view right now. And and right now, like if, if you could say, okay, we're gonna draw a line right down the center of the country, red on one side, blue on the other side, and we're gonna talk it out as long as we can until it comes time to hit the mat. Put the gloves on and figure out exactly what the hell is going on here because we can't continue to allow this uh, domination, manipulation of our lives and our system by these people with big money, and big agendas and all they're doing is they're trading their money back and forth with each other trying to keep everybody rich what is it that they really want how many billions of dollars is necessary to live a comfortable happy life you know what i'm saying like and yeah. and what is it how does it help people that five are million? Old, five million old, five billion five million yeah. there you no, go, I need, right? I need five billion I mean, to be comfortable Five billion. <laughs> okay, five billion, right? So Bezos has got a hundred, or you know, uh, yeah, like one hundred twenty Bezos, yeah, one hundred twenty, and and uh, you know the Gateses are getting divorced, and we're talking uh, another hundred and thirty billion there. Like, I mean, can you even spend that kind of money in your lifetime? So no. you no, know, in reality, is like. Do you want to have a strong country or do you not want to have a strong country? You want to have it. Is it all for me or is it all for everybody? I mean, what, what are we doing here? Really? I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's really complicated because, I, you know, that's what America was about. Rugged individualism, work hard, get rich. And who are we to take away their money? But they're now starting to meddle in our lives directly. And so I don't know what the answer to that is. JV and I go around and around on that. So, JV, so we have the big, the, 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 the American big business and the American politicians getting in bed. But now we have. So Twitter and Facebook are refusing to remove an army of Chinese propaganda bots. So Oxford researchers revealed that uh, in a, a seven-month investigation by the Associated Press and the Oxford Internet Institute, whatever that is, a department of Oxford University, found that Chinese that China's rise on Twitter has been powered by an army of fake accounts that have retweeted Chinese diplomats and state media uh, tens, uh, in the tens of thousands of times. So basically, they think there's about uh, 23,000 fake bots for that China run, the China CCP, they're the proper government run. And they're using it on our social medias, Facebook and Twitter, to push the Chinese propaganda lines and to screw with us here in America with, you know, the false memes, the false, the, the red flags, just totally screwing us over. And Facebook and Twitter are refusing to remove those bots, even after an AP and Oxford level university research project. I mean, does that not tell you that Facebook and Twitter are communist? I don't know if it tells me that they're communist, but it does tell me they're biased. And and not only are they doing that, they are allowing the Iranian mullahs to have free reign and spread their propaganda. Right now, um, um, Hamas and other terrorist organizations that are lobbing rockets into Israel have free reign to recruit and to spread propaganda on Twitter and Facebook. Yet Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, can't 
tweet or send a message on either of those platforms. There's something very, very seriously wrong. And I don't know if it's the fact that, as KJ pointed out, these 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 men are so rich that they just I think they're they think they're untouchable and they almost developed a godlike complex or they just are they just are serious leftists that are uh, intent on destroying what was the greatest and freest country on the world. I don't know. But I do want to mention something about this hacked pipeline, too, that you guys started talking about in the beginning of this segment. One of the things I find very curious, and I hope we get some answers about this, when Biden was asked about the ransom, about the $5 million ransom that supposedly this private company paid to have the gas flowing through the pipeline again, he said no comment. I highly suspect, as many people do, that the federal government either paid this ransom itself, gave the company its the money, or uh, you know, in some other way was involved with this. That is a huge, huge problem. And as you said, this only sets the stage for more of this to occur. And many of our parts of our infrastructure, whether it's electrical grid or it's just the, the Internet itself, which, you know, right now handles our banking. It handles all of our uh, inter-business transactions. It's vulnerable to this hacking. And as you said, Britt, you know, it's a it's a shark bump. They're testing the waters here, sticking a toe in. And guess what? They just won. And I think Biden is complicit in this. And I think there needs to be a serious investigation as to how much the federal government either knows the source of the hacking and B, if they paid the ransom for this company or in some way was involved. Yep. No, they, I, I am completely, I am with, with the, <laughs> with what the CIA has done to cut through security of businesses and big companies, they know exactly where this came from. They know exactly who it is. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out down the road, this is a, you know, an Iran Contra thing, a, a money raising thing for the CIA to keep their foreign wars going or something. Um, you know, oh, I also want to hang on. Jesus. <laughs> where's my, where's my, uh, I mean, like, how can you not? <laughs> You can't look for it. It doesn't work. I know. I was, I was on the wrong page. But the CIA, have, this was a CIA shit. fundraising thing? I am saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that I, know I what would you're not saying. be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I would not be surprised. Because remember, remember how crazy we were when we said, oh, the CIA isn't bringing crack cocaine into the big cities. It turns out they were. Oh, the CIA wasn't involved with the Iran-Contra guns for money thing. Oh, but, but they were. So, so it, I'm not, I'm not really that far out on the ledge. It, it has, if it I has had, if I had a double length crazy train this time, I would have played it this time. The double length. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying. <laughs> but right. just, you agree with just I, I agree. Well, here's the thing about this payment. Um, you know, if, if, if Biden and the administration is so um, worried about poll numbers and so worried about their, their image being tarnished here because people were running out of gas in the Southeast that they're willing to pay a ransom to a bunch of thugs, bunch of uh, uh, computer thugs, then we have a greater problem here in this country. What else is the Biden administration willing to pay money for to get higher approval numbers or higher poll numbers? You know, we already know that they're about to pay the Iranians a ton ton of money, money which, the, by the way, they're currently using to give rockets to Hamas to lob at our biggest ally in the world, or certainly in the Middle East, if not the world. And so, you know, we've got a lot to be worried about here. Yes, we do, and sadly, so does so does Israel because they don't have Trump anymore to you know to help them out. Um, you know, so JV, so I have a I want to switch to COVID here with you, but um, unfortunately, the censor sent back uh, my article, so all I can ask you is, Doctor University of, I'm sure it's possible for, and but if we had to put a number on it, I would say much less than one percent. Would you like to comment on this uh, COVID article that I'm apparently not allowed to talk about? Can you tell me what this is because? Um, what is that? This is this is a article on COVID and uh, the latest numbers and why we're able to get rid of our masks. But I had to I had to send it over to legal so that we didn't get in trouble with YouTube and say the wrong words. And this is all they said we're allowed to say. We're not allowed to talk about this basically. Otherwise, we're going to get deleted or get another strike. Or so something. what? You want me so, to talk about it so I get deleted or get a strike? You know, you're trying yeah, to set me up here. Um, basically, my point is I'm pointing out the censorship that we have to deal with. So please, please smash the like button. Follow us on Rumble and on Twitch. And if we ever disappear here, you know where to find us. Yes. And I'm giving it back to you. All right. I want to talk about um, restrictions easing here in the United States. As they start to turn down the fear dial on the U.S. population, 
and, and it's not everywhere, but in most places, you know, yesterday we had the big, uh, oh, you're free to not wear a mask if you've been vaccinated. But as Joe Biden lectures us, like we're a bunch of kindergartners, if you haven't been vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Um, but as they oh, dial, yeah. as they ratchet that back a little bit, KJ, all of a sudden now we're getting uh, terrorism alerts. In fact, a national terrorism terrorism alert was issued on Friday. That's today. That warns that violent extremists may take advantage of the easing of pandemic restrictions to conduct attacks. The alert does not cite any specific threats. Okay, so you can wear your tinfoil hat on this or not, but is are they trying to change trade one fear for another? Or are, do you think this is a genuine threat to U.S. security? And remember, their definition of terrorist attacks is now domestic terror. Well, you look, right? See the hand, right? They got that hold, man. They got that hold on everybody right now. The, you know, you've been wearing a mask for so long and you couldn't do any of the things that you normally did and were controlling your kids. And, you know, and now we're going to say, okay, you know, you've all been good boys and girls or what is that birthing people and half birthing people? I don't know. <laughs> right. So, okay. We're going to, we're going to let go a little bit, but you know, this is going to cause, you know, something completely different. You, you know, we, we have all these domestic terrorists that are going to come out of the woodwork here. And now that's going to be a bigger threat. So, you know, they're, they're moving from one thing to another. I mean, this is classic, man. I mean, it, it just continues to happen over and over and over again if it's not one th uh threat or, or or something to be afraid of it's another thing and it just it never stops this is what i'm talking about it never stops and you know it, it's never going to stop really i mean who knows i mean they, you know these guys that shut down the pipeline they're probably on the on the government payroll now right i mean you know that's what they did is they put them on the payroll so i mean I don't know, man. I don't know what to think. I, all, all I know is, uh, you know, it. we got to gather together again. We, we have to, to get our, our, our people together. We do. Jeff, one of the things this article says, by the way, this came from the AP, the Associated Press. It says that in addition to the mix of adversaries, we have Russia, we've got China, we've got Iran. And they say the alert uh, says that those countries are amplifying conspiracy theories about the origins of the COVID-19 virus, which which uh, fosters the call for violence against people of Asian descent. Now, two things there that I want I want to mention. One is um, there's more and more evidence that these quote unquote conspiracy theories about the origin of this virus are turning out not to be conspiracy theories at all, but actually fact. That's one. Two. Do you see China uh, being responsible for calling for violence against Asian the people of Asian descent? Why the hell would China call for violence against people of Asian descent? I, I don't know why. Why have China want to like have we want people to come after our own people? Yeah, what would be the point of that? And like, like do you, do you see these people in the streets, people that are like beating up on these Asian people in the streets, and they're calling it you know, anti-Asian violence, these people aren't bright enough to know why they would even want to go after an Asian because of the virus. Their idiots are crazy, like the guy with the with the cement blocks and, and the- and Yeah, the he was after booze. He was after either booze or money. Yeah. He was not after I, I, Asians. Just, no, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Britt, uh, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, um, has established a new domestic terrorism branch. Within its office, it's called the Office of Intelligence and Analysis, and it's directed state and local governments to use money from annual grants toward the effort to fight domestic terrorism. Am I missing something? I just don't see this threat existing. Do you think it exists, or is this another way to find uh, a political op opposition and root it out and in some way impugn it? This is in the open now. They've, they've probably done this all along. I mean, probably goes all the way back to the JFK days, maybe even before. Well, it definitely goes back because it goes back to Hoover and the FBI when he started that, gathering evidence, using it against your political opponents. Uh, then nothing better than using the government's money and government's manpower to get that evidence for you. Um, and the Democrats, I mean, they are threatened by the other side because when you really look at their policies and what it's all about, no one likes it. 
even the sleepyhead, low information voters, when they finally wake up and read what the Democrats are doing, they're like, oh, I'm not into this. Not even, you know. So, yeah, they're they're fearful and they have power right now. Like KJ was showing the clenched fist and they're not going to let go of it. And they're going to lose everything they can. So this office is basically a way to spy on American people, find the enemies um, from from January 6th and then find other enemies that might challenge their people that they want in office. And they're going to gather that information. They're going to use it against us. And we're going to get thrown in gulags. I'm telling you, people, you need to read the third, the fourth circle. I mean, the first circle. You read the first circle. Read uh, Rules for Radicals. And God dang it, read the Constitution every now and then. And maybe read some Federalist papers so you understand what our founding fathers were fearful of. Educate yourselves because what we are witnessing is exactly what the founding fathers were fearful of and why they put stuff in the Constitution the way they did, why they had the Bill of Rights, and what the Federalist Papers were all about. Do your damn homework, because we're about to lose everything if we do not wake up. And one of the things that's so important here is to continue to pressure the media to change its ways. The media needs to re uh, recognize again and reestablish its role as the watchdog of our government, not a cheerleader for one side, which is what they've been doing. In fact, they are further left than the Biden administration, from what I can tell. And as Max Greenwater said, if you see the media in a gas station, if you see the media at a restaurant, uh, you need to get in their face and tell them what we think. And we need to start pushing back because that's what Max Greenwater said to do. Yep. Um, well, guys, guys, let me let me just add something to yeah. that if I can. Doesn't it? OK, we're, we keep talking about the media, the media, the media. Right. What does it come down to? It comes down to the integrity of the individual right these people there are too many people out there that are easily bought they're easily uh swayed to one side to whatever side it is where the dollars are or the the luxurious lifestyle or whatever it is it's either money that's changing them or it's threats right those are two huge things right now and on top of that we have you know the we we continue to see the government looking for ways to justify um, taking away our rights or compromising our safety and and you know our families and and being able to come in and do whatever they want I mean look at what you know happened to that pastor in Canada right I mean this is some crazy shit right I mean th this could potentially be what's going to be happening here in the US it's it's giving them an excuse to say oh we don't like what you said uh, on your social media or the comment. I mean, it could come down to the, just the fact that you like, you know, you push the thumbs up button on somebody's post and they're like, oh, you know, you know, we're going to take you in for questioning because, you know, you're, you're, you can't be trusted and it's all going to be under this domestic terrorism shit. It's bullshit. It is. It is. Uh, another thing we need to be keeping our eye on because the Biden uh, foreign policy is obviously a shambles already 120, whatever it is, 110 days into the Biden presidency. Russia has now branded the U.S. as an unfriendly country. I'm not sure what the consequences of this really are. But uh, Russian President, President Vladimir Putin's government has branded the U.S. as an unfriendly nation, and they also included the Czech Republic on this list. Uh, Jeff, I don't know what this means per se, but again, we're watching relationships, not that, not, our, not that our relationship with Russia was particularly good, but, you know, pushing them further away certainly isn't going to be a helpful uh, endeavor, especially when we're looking at things like the Middle East again blowing up and and uh, you know we've got uh, we're trying to make progress with China in regards to Taiwan and other parts of the world we don't need more enemies no uh, you know I think Biden right now seems to be ignoring Russia I mean at least Trump went in there and um, spent some time with them tried to try to build some relations with them and uh, Biden has he wants nothing to do with it and I mean and, and the thing with the Middle East right now with uh, with uh, with Israel, because, I mean, they're like either our number one or two ally, wherever you look at it. They're one of our best. And what are they saying about that? Nothing. No response. Biden makes one mumbling statement about it in his interview. And that's it. Like, well, Israel, oh, yeah, they'll, they, they, they have the right to protect themselves. Okay, I'm done. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, another thing that's happening here, and this might be the bigger point, Britt, is that on, in this 
uh, announcement of making the United States or designating the United States as an unfriendly country. They also froze assets in uh, Russian bank accounts of Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty. And also, uh, let's see, they um, have also slapped the same sanctions on a Russian language website that was founded by journalists that are all Russian. All of these people now, Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty and also this Russian website that they're talking about are Russian dissenters. These are Russian citizens who have criticized the government of Russia, Vladimir Putin's Putin's government. So it looks as though this effort not only uh, it names the United States as an unfriendly country, but it's a guise to go in and start, again, crushing resistance within Russia itself. Yeah, it's uh, so what we have going on here is America's weak. So our enemies are going to take advantage of this. Uh, hence, uh, Hezbollah and the Gaza Strip going after Israel. Russia is going to push into Crimea uh, and uh, eventually the Ukraine. China is doing what it's doing. Um, and, and but they're also those are the big things. But they're also doing a lot of little stuff that we're seeing going on, and uh, this is part of it. And while while we are weak, the mice are going to run rampant and do what they can to get what they can to grab their money to fortify their positions. And you know they're praying. I bet you they're they're. I bet you that the. I bet our enemies don't think we as Americans are going to pull this off. That we we are so tore up into this woke, weird crap socialism marxism thing that we're dealing with it's, it's going to tear us apart from the inside which had, was predicted quite a few years ago um so they're just going to do what they want to do but even but but you know what's funny or the way i look at it even our allies are starting to do what they want to do like israel i mean they killed a shit ton of militants last night i don't know if you saw that story but they faked an invasion which drove the militants into their tunnels uh to wait for the tanks to roll by so yep. they could come out and blow the tanks up but so they faked this invasion. All the militants went to their tunnels, which Israel had already had located, lasered out. And then as soon as they all went in, they blew those tunnels up and <laughs> killed a ton of them. But I, and now, but Israel's doing what they need to do, what they, yeah. what, which they could never do under Obama. And then when Trump was in office, Hamas was like, "Oh, okay, we better keep our heads down because this guy will pull the trigger quicker than Israel will." Well, now they think they got Joe Biden, but but fortunately, Netanyahu is just going. You know what? If our enemies are going to play, we're going to play. And uh, shit's going down. And I don't know what it all leads to, JV, but uh, I literally just bought three more months of emergency food, a thousand more rounds of ammunition, and I'm starting to buy crypto. Wow. Um, you are prepared. Uh, I, I just want to point out something. You know, when you talked about the story about the the Israeli fake attack or, or, or feigned invasion, which resulted in the destruction of those tunnels and those militants, I laughed. I don't laugh at, at war. I don't laugh at the suffering of people, which is a lot of suffering going on here. But um, I find it a bit just a bit humorous that the, the Israelis uh, used a tactic like that. I think that in itself is a little little bit chuckle-worthy. Anyway, um, China is preparing to take over the vacuum that we're leaving in Afghanistan. Britt and I have talked about this uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, and it's already starting to uh, have, I guess, what we would call consequences. The Chinese state media on Wednesday says it anticipates a greater influence for Beijing and Afghanistan after the U.S. and NATO withdrawal. Uh, suggesting that China's firm hand could restore order to the bloody chaos after the failure of America's 20-year intervention. But the problem isn't just that. The problem is that the media goes on to say China is eager to exploit Central Asia for its energy sources with the Global Times, specifically mentioning natural gas from Turkmenistan and uh, also uh taking uh, minerals and other resources out of Afghanistan. So uh, now we've got a vacuum being created by the U.S. leaving Afghanistan. China looks like it's about ready to move in, KJ, and they're going to start uh, basically raping Afghanistan of its natural resources. That's kind of how I read it. Well, absolutely. And you know what China wants to do is they want to take over everything anyway, right? So when we pull out of somewhere, they're going to move in. You know, uh, and and the the more that they get their stranglehold on on more people, more countries, um, you know, more soldiers, more pawns, you know, they're just getting more and more powerful. And and you know, uh, they they've set up a system where uh, you know nobody can speak against them. Uh, none of their people can stand up against them. Otherwise, they just 
they get silenced, they disappear. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fear there. So, you know, once they get the stranglehold and they get their feet in there, they get they get in with the Taliban. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? You know, I mean, we, realistically, um, you know, the U.S. needs to stop uh, blasting out there that we're weak and we're, you know, we're compromised and, you know, all this shit. Cause, cause we're really not, you know, if, if the shit hit the fan, I know that we'd have a strong, uh, game to play, but, um, you know, right now we're fighting amongst each other and we're in a big brawl with each other, red and blue and all this kind of crap, you know, we're, we're distracted completely. So, uh, you know, China's going to take advantage of whatever, uh, avenues they can right now, wherever there's a void, they're going to move right in. And Jeff, one of the things we know about China is they're not going to go in there and worry about human rights. They're not going to go in there and worry about climate change. They're not going to go in there and worry about the the minerals belong to the Afghan people. Uh, they're going to do what they need to do and take what they want. Yeah, and I mean, that was a good point about going into Afghanistan, about resources, JV. I mean, if you look at the size of China and the United States and how many people there are per square mile, it's a tremendous difference. And a country that size is going to require a huge amount of resources fuel, oil, I mean, I mean, whatever, lumber, whatever they're going to need. So what are they going to want to do? They're going to want to expand. They're going to want to go and take what they need. And and like you said, JV, uh, they, they don't care about human rights. They, they don't have like uh, the United States military, like everything you do, you have to watch out. got to be careful. They don't do that over there. They just like wipe out who they want. Just like look what they're Muslims over there right now. Yep, it's uh, it, they don't live by the same standards that we hold our people to, which you know I think we have the moral high ground for that. I've got one more thing, um, Britt. You can comment on, on this or or the Afghanistan thing, whichever you prefer. But the New York Times wrote an article talking about Joe Biden having a short temper and frequent outbursts of profanity. The report also reveals that Biden will uh, hang up on people when he's on the phone if he feels like they're not giving him what he wants and he's wasting his time he also leans heavily on his inner circle i don't think this is a surprise for any of us he leans on them heavily for governing people like chief of staff ron Klain, deputy chief of staff bruce reed and senior advisor mike donlin and counselor to the president steve Rashetti. Um, other details in this particular story include Biden's love of, get this, everybody write it down. He loves pasta with red sauce, vanilla chocolate chip ice cream, and special case cereal. He prefers orange Gatorade, and he eschews alcohol. And according to the report, First Lady Jill Biden is considered a connoisseur of wines. This is the type of, uh, of media we get on the Biden White House. And by the way, we talk about outbursts, outbursts and profanity. You should take a look at this list of signs of dementia because you'll find all of that right on there as well. Mood swings and yeah. So uh, com I wonder, comment on any of that. I wonder, I wonder if he only gets one scoop. What do you think, JV? Because Trump was a two scooper. I think if he's good and doesn't take too many questions from the press, he'll get two scoops. Gotcha. So I had that same article I was going to bring up. And, and what I find interesting about it is I had more. I love this angry photo of Joe Biden. He actually looks angry in a dementia kind of way. But this uh, this uh, newspaper spoke to over two dozen current and former Biden staffers. Two dozen people went on went, went on to talk about his insanity of what you just uh, what you just uh, talked about. So I just wanted to point out that this was not one unnamed source. It was it was over 24 people that they talked to. So this is well placed. Uh, Bill Clinton was known to have a temper. Barack Obama had a temper. Uh, Trump had a temper, but he didn't. It wasn't. He wasn't as angry as often. Apparently, is what I'm hearing. Uh, but when he did go off, it was volcanic. But most people in that position do. I mean, it's a high pressure. I mean, these are powerful men doing a lot of stuff. Although to be honest with you, uh, Joe Biden, I, I truly believe Joe Biden has no idea what's going on day to day. I, he just doesn't. Um, he. This is just a dementia rage. Well, and you, you, you can tell when he's reading the teleprompter, which anytime he's giving public comments, he's reading a teleprompter. He's reading it as though he's reading it for the first time. And you know that he's not reading it for the first time. He had to have had that speech in his hand, you know, for an hour beforehand going through it. He had to. But yet he's yep. reading it from the teleprompter as though he's reading it for the first time. That tells you right there. That tells you a lot right there. You know, he's just a really good actor. <laughs> He's just a really good at no. You're you're exactly right, and he just because that's what dementia is. Long term memories are there. It's the short term stuff that goes that goes. So you know, it's almost like Groundhog Day for him, or the goldfish swimming around the around the bowl. Each time he comes around, it's all brand new again, and it's really scary in our in our 
And our leaders are, are watching that and our leaders, our, our enemies are watching that. And that's what they're counting on right now. These two years, four years, this is when all the crazy stuff's going to happen. China's going to do what it needs to do. Russia's going to need to do what it's do. And it's just going to, uh, God, it's, we are in a bad spot. JV, bad spot. Well, I want to I want to take a second here. I wasn't going to play this, but I want to I want to use it right now. This is um, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib talking about the conflict right now between Israel and Hamas. That needs to be said. I have yet to hear anybody from the Biden administration declare that that our money will not be used to degrade, to dehumanize, and to kill or uh, evict people out of their homes. Well, but who? Who who launched the fucking rockets first? Well, we uh, had four and a half years of peace over there. Peace of deals being signed, no issues, uh, nothing. And then who launched the rockets first? Who started this? It wasn't the Israelis. And and my and my point when she's talking about the money, uh, it's U.S. money that went to Hamas, went to the Palestinians, that was used, that Biden freed up when he took office, that Trump had frozen, that went to buy this weaponry, which is now being used to launch rockets into uh, Israel. Here's another clip from Rashida Tlaib. And I think, I mean, when when people like this getting into the United States Congress is something that I completely don't understand. And Palestinians on the ground have been telling us for decades uh, that they've been their homes have been demolished, that they've been targeted, that they that violence has been met by uh, Israeli-led forces uh, under Netanyahu's racist policies. Netanyahu's racist policies. This is a congresswoman saying these things. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have any comment. I don't know if anybody wants to jump in on that. We're almost out of time, but if somebody wants to jump in on that, uh, feel free to, but otherwise I'm just shaking my head. I'm not sure even she's a lying, she's a lying sack. Of well, I think she truly uh, believes what she's saying. The problem is, is that th oh, she's I not think so. I think, she, I think she's grifting JV. I think she knows exactly what's going on. They all lie. They're all lying over in the Middle East. It's what they do. They lie when their mouth is moving. They're lying. <laughs> they're, 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 angle, they're angling for something They're They want their power. They want their money. They want their grift. I mean, this is really not that hard to figure out four weeks ago. We gave we gave Hamas two hundred ten mil, billion dollar two hundred ten million dollars million, yeah. million dollars for COVID relief, and what happens four weeks later? Rockets start raining down on Israel. Yeah, and and then and then the and then they launch from the civilian sectors, and then people get pissed off when Israeli does a pinpoint strike and kills some civilians because Hamas is shooting using women and children as oh my god as human shields. Yeah, KJ, you were going to say KJ, you were going to say something. You know, the word racist is so powerful now, right? You start you, you start saying, oh, you know, these racist policies, these racist policies, and then nobody can argue with you about it because then you're a racist, you know, and it, it's it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, these these conflicts have been going on for how many years now, right? I mean, for lifetimes and, and people just don't just don't agree. The people in the world don't agree. They don't agree with your political views, your religious views, your your views on education, uh, you know, your uh, your financial status, whatever it is, man. People are just not going to agree on things their entire life. And, you know, what happens with these conflicts is it starts for one particular reason and then somebody does something and somebody does something else. And then now it's like this huge deal and then they can never get over it. Right. So, you know, how do you how do you overcome these situations? How, how would it be that Israel and Palestine get to a point where they can actually agree? Is it possible? You know, is it possible to get out of this war? Uh, you know, and, and, you know, what are we doing to help? We're not helping anyone. We're, we're, we're arming one side and we're arming the other side. We're giving financial aid to, you know, uh, to Israel, to Palestine, you know, where does it end? You know, I mean, at some point or another, we have to pull back when we have to say, you know what, man, you guys got to just fight it out amongst yourselves. I mean, it, it, and it, it is, it's a complete atrocity what's going on there. And war sucks. It really does. And I wish we could get to a point where we just all lived in peace. You know, we could hug each other and hang out and watch movies together. But it's just not going to happen right now. Well, the answer to your question where it's going to end is right here because we're at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock Eastern. So it is the end of the program. Um, listen, Britt, we need people to subscribe. We need people to share. We need people to uh, hit the like button. What else do we need them to do? Uh, we need them to go to Rumble, subscribe over at Rumble. It's under the Independence Gang. You can find us. Go to the uh, any podcast uh, platform, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast at. We're there, too. Please subscribe. 
Uh, that would be awesome because at some point we are going to disappear from here um, because we talk about what YouTube doesn't like us to talk about and we will be gone. So when you come here and we're not here, look at us at those other locations. Oh, also Twitch. Oh, find us on Twitch. Mr. Glass, half empty, ladies and gentlemen. We are going. <laughs> we are going to be here again Sunday night with our Sunday Night Leftovers program. Hope you'll join us for that. Uh, KJ, thanks for being here. Britt or Jeff, thanks for being here. And uh, we appreciate you guys, and we'll certainly look forward to having you back on the program. That's going to do it for tonight. Thank you to everyone in our chat room for being so lively and uh, making it so much more interesting by adding your comments to what we're talking about. We'll catch you next time. It's the Independence Gang.